0: A crazy podcast about DC With your host E-Rock and PD When we speak up, get your geeks up Cause you know you got to get geeked up So sit back, relax, and get comfy Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy And listen to a show that won't be forgotten Coming straight out of Gotham
1: Universe, welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham, episode 47. We are a fandom pop culture podcast and a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Make sure you check out all the other great shows on the network by heading on over to batmanpodcastnetwork.com. Uh, it's a buffet over there. There's great shows. Uh, if you like our show, there's got to be at least three you're going to find on the network that you're going to dig, um, without a doubt. So uh, make sure you head over to that batmanpodcastnetwork.com, one-stop shop for all your great uh, fanboy podcasts. Um, I am your co-host from the other side of the Hudson River, I am Peter R. Vera, and uh, we are recording on August 30th today, and as always, we have a great show. But before we get into good stuff, I would like to remind you, our faithful listeners, if you take the time to rate and review our show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, and we read your review on air. You enter in our monthly contest, and you are the contest winner, and uh, we will mail you a prize pack. So, lots of great stuff over there. So head on over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and enter to win uh, our uh, SOG uh, contest giveaway. Now, let me introduce you my partner in crime, the only undefeated champion in the history of the Robbins Island Manhunt Tournament, a fellow Batman on Film contributor, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holzman.
0: What's going on, man? How are you, Eric? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, trying to remember the last time that tournament actually happened. You really dug deep for that one.
1: Uh, um, well, you know, Robin, <laughs> Robin's Island is—it's uh, not you know open to the public, so it's when you're allowed to go there and support the What's there? You got to go.
0: The pandemic is kind of you know taking that out of the itinerary for this year. Yeah. Also, the what was that the last I time you won? Because you—you you, I mean you it. haven't lost? You've. Yeah, um, it's been about what year is it, 2021? Yeah, eight years, I would guess. 2013-ish. So, you haven't,
1: you, haven't, you haven't competed in eight years, and you no, how many championships?
0: No, I won seven. seven, there's only been seven competitions, and I won all the seven competitions. Jeez. The key, I, I mean, obviously in the Northeast, manhunt is a big thing. So I'm well, sure you, you, you know the island pretty well. I mean, if you, yes. you know, that's, that's where you train. So. And I'm sure you've played manhunt before. So yeah, the key is finding a really good place to hide. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's what, that's what you do. And being able to break free from someone when they're grabbing you. Okay. Uh, okay. Those are the two things. And football helps me with that. So. Um. Yeah. It was a fun. It was fun, though. I love I still love that game. I, that game is just a lot of fun to play. So.
1: Yeah. No, I'm with you. It's. Uh, it brings back a lot of nostalgic memories. It's definitely one of the more uh, enjoyable moments.
0: You know, playing Manhunt. It takes you nights. back. It definitely takes you back. So what else is going on, Pete? How are you? Oh, I'm
1: doing. Hey. You know, uh, trade deadline came and went, and a lot of interesting things happened Yeah, uh, for baseball. (laughs) Some people are happier than others, depending on who you talk to. don't talk to Nico. (laughs) Uh, But doing pretty good.
0: Yeah. um, As you know, I did not want to go this route. I wanted them to try and
1: sell and rebuild, but
0: whatever. Um, What? Just enjoy
1: it. Just enjoy it.
0: Well, I'll enjoy it if it works out. If it doesn't work out, then they I won't enjoy, enjoy it. the fact that they tried. So, no. As Yoda famously said, do or do not, there is no try. They
1: did. They did. They tried. They did. They did no, it. There is no try. This has to work.
0: Well, we're going to find out. I'm not saying they have to win a World Series, even though, as Yankee fans, that's what we always want. And we've been conditioned to um, expect. <laughs> but uh,
1: I mean, I'm just excited to have fun. These guys uh,
0: fill some holes, so.
1: It'd be yeah, nice. I, it would have been nice to get Max Scherzer, but uh, I, I'm not going to complain. This is this I'll is feel better if Cole
0: becomes basketball. Cole again because he's been terrible. So we'll see. They remind me of the Indians. They're just going to outslug you. The, uh and real quick, and the NBA draft last night. We could talk about that very quickly. I didn't watch that. Don't no, you didn't watch I, any of it.
1: I haven't watched college basketball in like two years, and I just like I'm so out of it. Like, there's no way i want to watch the draft. I don't know who these. Well, the Pacers
0: took Chris, Chris Duarte. Who was someone the Knicks actually wanted? So we'll see how that works I know out. Who they picked? So
1: I know the internet wasn't happy about it. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see Thank how that goes. Anyway, enough of this. Uh, enough of our little sports tangents. Pan rant.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah, so I did something else last night as well. I was one of the Uh-oh, few, VIP. one of the lucky who was able to score tickets to the WB screening of the Suicide Squad. The early screening of the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to be at the AMC um Lincoln Center Theater Pete that we saw the Dark Knight anniversary together with Bill of course and everyone mm-hmm. else with BOF. Right. So it was um it was held there. And uh my early response is now I, now did they
1: say Eric no no blabbing on straight out of Gotham we know <laughs> your podcast like what was going on were there any like don't do this don't do that whether whether were, were they pulling phones? Like, come on now, you couldn't. G-G-G-2.
0: There were actually there were people in the theater watching the audience for um, photography, so you couldn't. Did use they your have phone. like those
1: wands? Hmm. Like the cone wands with the flashlight? Did they have those? Like checking? Yeah, the they internet? had them,
0: and they were pointing okay. around and okay, making sure okay. people weren't taking fi- um video of it. Which I never understood why people do that anyway, because it always comes out like crap. But it's gotta be the first to
1: get it out, bro. Yeah,
0: but um, they had that. I told you before he we went on air, a fan of ours, actually, I found a fan of ours, or he found me. Oh, my God. You found, <laughs> you found a, a Holzmanite? <laughs> no, a fan of us. Me oh, and you. Oh, really? show.
1: Yes. Oh, wow. A fan of our show. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so great. I was wearing
0: my Straight of the Gotham t-shirt. And they noticed saw you. it. Yeah, the guy saw it, and he asked me if I was a fan first, and I said, no. I said, I am one of the hosts. He's like, oh, and oh he heard my voice, he's like, awkward, oh, "You're man. Eric." He knew who I was. <laughs> yeah, he didn't think you're I was you. Feet, he knew right away. That, I, <laughs> that was me. Your so, highness,
1: let me bow down before you. Did Did he kiss your feet? Because
0: you're I mean, no, you're the king. We, just, you're awkward. we just talked a little while, oh, okay. and uh, he was very complimentary of us and of the show. That's and,
1: nice. Wow, that's great. I mean, I I appreciate it, uh,
0: Mister Fan. And yes, that's great. My name he, is Chris. He's, he's so he's Chris, famous. thank you, Chris. I don't know your last name, but Eric, Chris. you're famous. People know Thank you. Um, thank you for the love and, and for actually seeing me and coming up to me and not just, you know, saying, oh, whatever, there's another guy. Maybe I'll ask her. Having the guts to say something. A lot yeah. of people get we awkward in those situations. You're sometimes.
1: a celebrity, dude. I, was, I am
0: not. You are. Well, first of all, you're Eric Holder from on. <laughs> so you're already like, a celebrity. And I told you people, this, too.
1: <laughs> I told you Heather before we
0: came out air as well that I was... I was hoping he wouldn't ask me about any of my athletic accomplishments. Why? You should <laughs> and, be proud of your team. Thought, so that was good as well. Uh, but it was it was fun to actually meet a fan. So after that, of course, the movie. And uh, it was very, very good. I definitely recommend it. It is an extremely wild ride. Uh, two and a half hours. Two and a half, huh? About two and a half, yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of deaths, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to say who, um, obviously, but it's, it's everything you'd expect from a James Gunn film when he's given free reign to do whatever he wants. And this movie touches all of those, those corners. Um, Harley Quinn. I mean, this is the best interpretation of Harley Quinn that we've gotten so far, um, which I go like this. Obviously the first suicide squad was eh. Um, Birds of prey was better. And this to me is the best of, of all. So it's gotten progressively better. Great. She was great. Um, The cast was, was was excellent. I'm not a huge John Cena fan, but he was very good in this movie. Um, So I give it, if I have to, if I had to, you know, grade it, I'd probably give it an A. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably give it an A. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, some of the stuff that happens is... Overall,
1: it, it, real quick. Overall, how was the acting?
0: <laughs> I just kind of hinted at that. Like, okay. all the people who were who okay. I knew would be good. Like, obviously, I said Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. She was excellent. Idris Elba was excellent. Okay, so but acting I, overall, everyone acted great. Okay. Yeah, and I mentioned Cena specifically because I don't like him, but he's Wonderful. actually good in this. So him. She's so happy. Um, yeah, but wild, crazy from the beginning starro is <laughs> starro is insane um the only complaint i have and this is be, this is just solely me because i'm a huge fan of viola davis is there wasn't enough amanda waller in this one for me mm-hmm. i would have liked to seen her involved a little more uh post credit scene um
1: yes or no is there one
0: it's you know, kind of kind mid-credits of. It, yeah mid-credits? it's a mid credit okay. scene Okay. So it's not really a post credit and it, it's mm-hmm. funny. I'll just say is it. Funny. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to go any further than that.
1: Yeah. I don't want to pry
0: either. It's definitely something you want to stay for though. It's, okay. it's entertaining. So I'll just put that up.
1: Um, what do you think? Is there a future here? Definitely. Okay. Definitely okay. a future.
0: Uh, I don't know. Obviously now there's going to be different cast members of course. Cause I mean, everyone fine.
1: I, I think that's what makes the, the whole thing right. fresh and new each time is the rotating door. Right, so you're going to have because they can do basically basically the same movie over and over again, but if they have a different cast, it's it still feels different to me.
0: Right, so I definitely think there's a future. um, There could we could get more uh, spinoffs possibly. Obviously, as we know, we're getting a show on HBO Max about Peacemaker. Um, So there could be maybe a couple more things that come from this, Uh, but Uh, um, sequel or reboot? Okay. I was waiting for this question. I wasn't sure you're going to ask it, but I'm actually glad you did. I,
1: I personally, see, don't, guys, we don't script this. Here, stuff. Here's the thing: I personally don't care. I want <laughs> just want to see the movie, uh, but I know that other people care, mostly Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Nico and Rick care about this topic more than anybody.
0: All right, so I'll put it this way: there, it is definitely. Nico put this on on Twitter, and I kind of agree with him. He called I it a loose, that, yeah. a loose sequel, and that's how I would say it. So it's the Batman Forever. Kind of the characters in this who were in the first one clearly know each other. Like they know each other. They call each other friends. So the characters we've seen before in this film know each other. And for me, that makes it a nod to the first film. Not that it's a direct, nothing. I'll say this too. Would
1: you say, would you say the movies in continuity with birds of prey?
0: No, because there's really no reference to that either. So I don't know. I will obvious the only thing I will like, say things I don't
1: care about, but I know like these are like Twitter talking points.
0: No, but the only thing I will say about that is it is a post um, post Joker Harley. Like it's, this is after they've split. So if you want to look into that as being Birds of Prey influence, mm-hmm. then yes, you could go there. Okay. And that's kind of the way I can explain it. If you want to think it's part of the what came before it and connects, that's fine. There's there's references here for you to do that. But if you want to use your own headcanon and create your own, how they met each other and all that stuff, you could do that as well. Like there's nothing, it's not super, it's not a strong reference. It's just kind of there. Yeah. So Is this this
1: the last time we see Harley Quinn? Definitely not. All right, there you go. That's all that matters, isn't
0: it? I think everyone knew that, so I'm not actually blowing up any kind of crazy even
1: like. Well, here's the thing. First of all, no one could possibly think they're going to kill her in this movie like it's it that's probably like they were like james is like well what can i do they're like well you can't kill waller and you can't kill harley <laughs> that's
0: pretty much i'm sure the only. pretty two much world. yeah i would <clears throat> say so, those
1: were the two yeah so like i'm pretty sure we all knew harley was going to make it out of this film alive and uh i mean she's essentially one of the she's one of the stars Yes, uh, i just met Nick, you know because you know uh margo herself said she needs a break so you know, you don't know how long that break will be. It could be forever. It could only be a few years. So I'm just curious. You know, maybe this starts the Harley hype en- Harley hype engine, and uh, it's there. So you know, you can't deny you can't deny it.
0: No, the fan I mean, base
1: is too large. They're they're loud. They're not they're not bad either. They're they're a good group of people. So yes,
0: you know. yeah. I mean, there wasn't. I'll say this true. Last night there wasn't a lot of cosplay, but what there was in the theater wars, Harley quit. Yeah, like there was a, a there was a, a couple star. of yes, there was a couple she of girls. Be. She's, you know.
1: So she's right under Wonder Woman.
0: So, yeah, I mean, it was I mean, it really is just a wild movie. Uh, everyone yeah. go out and see it. Um, well, I'm sure we'll do a, a spoiler, more spoiler review. Some in some We form, should do fashion. that. Yeah, I got to see, like,
1: see it. i gonna see it. My, my brother's been trying to get me to go see Black Widow I've been too lazy. <laughs> we're
0: going to get uh, back. We're going to get to that at towards the end of the show. The, the stuff with Black Widow, obviously. That's, uh, that's a whole out. other monster. Right. But, um, so we're going to get into that that's later. That's
1: good. Sorry. Right, so good. I'm glad to hear good things about Squad. Um, everyone knows how I feel about the first movie. I actually enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I know recently David Ayer has kind of been very vocal about things that, about that film. And, yeah. uh You know, I enjoyed it. So I look forward to seeing this one. I like gun stuff. Um, everything from Dawn of the Dead to Slither to you know, the Belko experiment. Like, I'm a big fan of his work. So. Look yeah. forward to seeing it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's a that's a good thing. Cause I know you're a big critic. I know you're not a huge DC movie fan. <laughs> you're very critical of them. I know you are. Know, I'm
0: critical of all films.
1: Uh, you're marvelous. I'm marvelous. You are because you love that. Uh, you love the Captain Marvel.
0: Oh, because I like that one movie. I'm uh, marvelous. Oh, you're marvelous. Okay. <laughs> okay. Even though, even though I can't stand. Guardians of the Galaxy Two, which was also done I agree by James Gunn, Yes, but I'm saying like that was a gun movie, and I hated it. I know. Um,
1: so I'm just saying, it's, it's like, actually God. one of the few Kurt Russell movies I don't like. Yeah, which is like yeah. odd. I was like, oh, this is such a weird movie because like, I love Kurt Russell.
0: I know. Um, I've I've even tried to watch it again since because I literally haven't watched it since I only saw it in the theater, <laughs> and I, I tried to watch it and I couldn't. I still couldn't. I couldn't watch it again. So. That's Take how that I'm gonna it feel.
1: Is. I have to watch Far From Home when <laughs> Italians for Spider Man. We get there. Luckily, uh, I got Spider Man too. Until then,
0: so. Oh, that's true. Yeah, until you man. guys are doing that right. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So keeping with the the um the Suicide Squad vibe, they were on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, James Gunn, John Cena, and Marco Robbie were on Jimmy Kimmel, which was actually hosted by Anthony Anderson this episode. Yeah. So uh, it was on and. Um, pretty funny bit, pretty funny story. Uh, they don't give an they don't give too much away, but I thought it was interesting. Margot Robbie's story about John Cena.
1: That was funny. I was I was like, man, like. So basically, the whole premise of the story is um, at one point, Margot Robbie dated a guy who had a, who was a huge Cena wrestling fan. Right. And he had A, a life size cutout of Cena in his bedroom, and Margot dated him for two years. So the joke was when she saw him. I slipped in a room with a cub- cutout of you, for- <laughs> and it's it's funny because like all of a sudden I'm thinking, man, like, wow, like you could have locked up Margot Robbie Young, but you, you did you did something stupid there, kid. All right. <laughs> you did something dumb.
0: I'm sure I you're mean, biting now, but it, it's funny, you
1: know. It's you know celebrities interact
0: and when, yeah. I was first, when I, she first said it, I'm like, did this guy really do that? But then I'm like, you know what? Wrestling fans are that No, way. that's like, totally believable. They're yeah. very, very intense people. So um, I totally I mean, believed it. Dude, you have a little Gorgo behind you. Like, you I do, yes. Yeah, so he's kind of or... dead right now, but I do have Gorgo That's what I'm here. saying.
1: What's his name? Gorju, Gorju, Gorgo?
0: Grogu. Rickshu? <laughs> 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 what's his name? Rickshu? yeah he probably hasn't even seen the Mandalorian but we won't oh, go there we, yoshu, will, pew, 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 we will not go there so yeah so that was one of the cool. highlights from that um Anthony Anderson like he's, he's just really star good star. no I love the dude yeah he's really good at, at doing those kinds of things as a comedian obviously um it lends to that but yeah it was cool I told the story he told the story about Stallone obviously voicing King Shark
1: um yeah. There's
0: a a ton of cool, uh, cool content. What I took
1: out of it was I kind of felt like that was Cena in character.
0: Yeah, it definitely was. I felt
1: Mm -hmm. like that's what that was. And I kind of like, okay, this is where it's because then, you know, this, this, here's the thing like, this Peacemaker is so big right now. Like, he's in this Suicide Squad movie. They got this TV show ready to go. They're throwing him at us. He's, dude, he's in like three different DC books that I'm reading right now. He pops up in. Well, so this character is really hot and they have a lot of faith in this sh- in this movie and this show. They think this character is about to take off. So I'm really excited to see what happens because I'm just curious. Like, I didn't know anything about this dude until this movie and now he is blown up. So I'm really excited to see what the future has for Peacemaker and if I even like this character because he's everywhere right now.
0: Well, and the other crazy thing is the story about how he came up with the show. Like he said, he, he, he was editing Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. He said, uh, it was the pandemic. He was bored, and he wrote an eight-episode show for Peacemaker, mm-hmm. which is now, as we know, got picked up and is being adapted to the HBO Max show. So that alone, anytime I read creative people doing stuff like that, and just how it's, it's just so organic and quick for them. Yeah, I mean, he was that. He was so in the zone that he had like overflow. Yeah, like it was. It was. That's that's just crazy to me. The, the ideas these guys come up with and how they do it." You know what's really crazy? Gun's hair is all gr- all gray, white now. I know.
1: I I was uh, like I, I saw pictures of it. and I was kind of like, oh wow. But like seeing it now in like video, you're kind of like, wow, like that's crazy. Like I feel like the last time I saw him, he had brown hair.
0: Yeah. So I, I, at like
1: one point, I was like, oh great, is Warner Brothers stressing him out? Like, <laughs> can you imagine Twitter now? You turned Gun's hair white.
0: <laughs> well, if you listen, if you believe the the rumors, they're he's got a very large chunk of influence on what's going to be going on with DC going forward. So we'll see.
1: All right. That's, that's we'll fine. see what I mean, happens. Look, here's, there. here's the thing. Like, I don't know how much influence he should have on say something like Batman. Right. But like he, I'm sure he's got like a sector of the DCU that his personality and his directorial style and everything. It, it really fits like guardians of the galaxy MCU. Yeah. It fits like, that's it. Like that's what And if it's this suicide squad stuff, and then you can kind of pull from different, maybe he can tweak characters or stuff like that, for you know, like so, like it's cool, like uses creativity where it should be, but like unless he's really passionate about, it, maybe he does have a great Batman story. I don't know, but like right. I, I know Reeves is kind of like top dog right now when it comes to Batman, but like I don't, maybe he has a, I don't know, more traditional Clark Kent movie that he wants to do. Maybe he has a John Stewart film. Maybe he has a John Henry Irons movie. I don't know. So I don't know really wh- what he's passionate
0: about. So I think it would lend to the more fantastical villains and characters that
1: DC has. So maybe he like, maybe he looks more like green. I mean,
0: I didn't else. mention this, but I mean, obviously polka dot man, we all know is in this movie and he's pretty badass. I'm just going to leave it at that. Like <laughs> when you see it, and that's
1: kind of nuts. Cause it's right. like, nobody knows who polka dot man
0: is. Right. So Like the general
1: see- no clue who this dude is.
0: No, no. Well, that's so the guy who was
1: in the van with Harvey Dent.
0: <laughs> that's true. It's the same actor. Yes. But he is isn't? So, yeah, guys. That I mean, that's kind of just wrapping up everything right now about the Suicide Squad. If you get to see that clip on of Kimmel with Anderson, it's, it's very entertaining. It's very funny. Twenty minutes.
1: It's not. It's not a waste of your time. It's well worth. Yeah. Your so reference.
0: definitely check that out. Um, I'm we pretty got sure I whole- shared
1: it too in the
0: beginning of the month on the I think Facebook you did page. So, if you have, get a chance, check that out. Oh uh, we got some other news uh DC news a few more things but one specifically was Michael B Jordan we had heard in the past that he has had he's had super, an idea for Superman and we've heard in the past he might even be cast as Superman well now he's developing his own Black Superman project for HBO Max and of course we when we first heard the other um story with JJ Abrams and and Coates we we were wondering well what we heard it was gonna be a black supern and we were wondering which character they were gonna go with. And Valzad was one of the ones we mentioned then. Well, Michael B. Jordan is apparently doing a Valzad incarnation in his um story. So what do you think, Pete?
1: Um I th- I think this this actually gets made. I don't think that JJ Abrams project gets made. Okay. The Abrams project to me reminds me a lot of like New Gods. I feel like they have like things lined up they're talking about it about ultimately I feel like it doesn't okay. Promotion. But i think this comes true i think uh, i think b- michael b jordan's a huge star yes um i don't know they mentioned in the article uh movie opposed to like miniseries and i was like oh miniseries be cool you know you can get like six hours you know maybe like six episodes eight episodes something cool like that i'd be into it
0: right i'm not a I, i'm not a i know who valzad is and i'm a little familiar with him, but I'm not that familiar with him. So, did you He's read?
1: He, yeah, he, Earth Two, uh, basically. Um, Superman at the time, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, like the original, like <laughs> that's like the G one of like DC. You want to call them that? They mm-hmm. die off. This is basically what this is. Okay. Essentially, it's Earth Two. It was probably like the New Fifty Two, when they created their new their new primary. So, this Earth Two basically, like the G one, gets killed off, and a new generation becomes the new okay. heroes. And Val Zod is the, he's another Kryptonian and he becomes the new Superman. And it just kind of goes from there.
0: I kind of agree with you on that. I think this will get made and the Abrams one might not. Uh, Mostly because like you said, we've heard about him in this in the past. Like he's been attached to Superman in the past. So I feel like he's had this story for a long time that he's wanted to tell. And now we're finally getting word that we're finally getting more reports that, yes, this is something, you know, um, that's probably going to happen. Whereas the other one, we had heard Abrams attached to, there'd been rumors about Abrams attached to doing a Superman film um, with Henry Cavill. We had heard at one time, I remember. By, I think, right? Right. So, yeah. So, like, we ha- we've had, he's had other things Superman-related involved, but this has always been something Jordan has wanted to do. In my So, I think this will get made, I think it'll definitely get made first.
1: <laughs> I think this one definitely gets made
0: right and I don't know what's going to happen with the other one I'm open to all of it because just give me more content but I do agree with you that I think this gets made first so so we got. A, we also had another big trailer uh, released and it was a long trailer it's for a trailer to be about almost 3 minutes 30 seconds that's a pretty long trailer it's BVS style bro <laughs> but this is not BVS Pete's obsession with that movie I still don't get, but this is not because this happens to be the trailer for Dune, the official trailer for Dune. Now, as a science fiction fan, uh, this is a story that I've known about my entire life. Uh, Star Wars, which I love, takes a lot of influence from Dune. So there's a lot of uh, connective tissue there. The trailer to me was epic and beautiful and brilliant. And everything you can say about a trailer to me for a science fiction film, this was. Okay. Uh the cast looks incredible. The cast is ridiculously big. Momoa um, looked awesome Right, Momoa, Timothy Calumet Um what's her name? I am forgetting Zendaya obviously. Uh Oscar Isaac, Josh Brolin.
1: Yeah, that's right, I mean, there,
0: yeah. There's just a ton of, of big names. well-known actors in this in this movie. And obviously this is going to be a huge event. It was supposed to come out last Christmas. Remember, but because of the pandemic, it got pushed back. Is
1: that what it was last Christmas? Wow, yes, yeah, okay. so it was supposed
0: to be a Christmas release. So now it's coming in October. Uh, the only thing I'm worried about with this, because I think the people who love it and the people who love science fiction are going to run to see this, and they've been waiting for it because the first Dune film, if you've ever AKA seen it, Reno. is not good. Yes, Reno is one of them I'm thinking of. Um, if you saw the first Dune film, it's really not a good movie. So keep hearing people have been waiting for this one. I think, but it's, it's only a part of a larger story. And that's having a movie, which I, I don't know the runtime. I'm assuming it's going to be close to three hours. Dude, this just three, three and a half hours. Right now. That's what I mean. So I think we're going to have, I don't know if people are going to latch onto it going forward, but as far as the trailer goes, if you are a fan of the material or a science fiction fan and you saw that, I find it I'd be hard pressed to find someone who didn't like it and wasn't, um, i'm happy with what they saw so pete what did you think of the trailer
1: i have no idea about anything about dune i don't know nothing like this is like i'm going in totally like culture i never even saw that old thing right i know nothing about this but i was like i'm so i'm just like oh this looks really interesting i was like okay like this is just kind of like out there um i definitely want to check it out uh but yeah like i don't know i I don't have anything to compare it to but just know like Denny. It's just like this has got like Denny like three hours three plus hours written all over it. Totally. I can yeah. see Yeah. You know, so
0: Yeah, I mean this is this is definitely an epic film. It's definitely along the lines of um, you know, post apocalyptic type of stories like Mad Max and then Blade Runner, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. movies like that. Lots it's in, of sand. <laughs> it's in that same vein. But um Man, it just looks like a really epic film, and I'm, I'm hoping it does really well. I'm hoping it. Yeah,
1: does man. Well. Like, I mean, I just hope like, I, I just hope it lives up to it. Like, every time I hear a Dune fan talk about this, it's like almost like this is like the redemption project, you know?
0: <laughs> well, yeah. The, on film, yes, it is because, yeah. like I said, the first film was not not any good. So, and the
1: book is it's is it like one book or a series
0: of books? It's a couple of books. Okay, it's a couple of books. Um. I'm not sure how many. So I'm going to get smacked for this. I know, but oh, no, it's more than a couple. Wow. Tons of books. Tons Um, of books. (laughs) So it starts (laughs) obviously, excuse me, starts obviously with Dune. And they even have a story as most recent as 2007 um, in the the franchise. So we shall see. That's interesting. Yeah, but again, if you haven't seen the trailer, guys, I'm sure all of you have, but if you haven't, just watch it. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I just, I have no idea what to expect. So I'm like, oh my God, I was like, I don't even know what's happening. You know, it's like so, (laughs) so fantastical.
0: Well, speaking of, we're talking about the 80s, the Dune movie that came out in the 80s. Speaking of another 80s movie, a popular franchise was, of course, the Lethal Weapon franchise directed by Richard Donner. Um, Recently in Variety, there was an article uh, with Rene Russo who was in the third um Lethal Weapon film where she talks about how Richard Donner basically took a chance on her she wasn't some she was a model turned actress she only had a couple of acting credits to her um to her at the time to her resume and he cast her and she was she said she's very insecure and she wasn't sure what she was doing and he just kind of gave her this confidence to go out and say hey I know you could do it so much so that they were talking about we had heard this before and I think we even reported on this last year they were talking about doing a lethal weapon 5 and he wanted her to be in it
1: yeah I mean it, it was cool listening like she's she's like <laughs> at times he was like oh, she got the gig cause she's like you know she reminded him of his wife and yes she didn't. he didn't expect the type of like actress that she actually was like she was very like she's on a street smart and he didn't expect that she was She's like, I'm Italian and fiery. So it, was, it was interesting stuff in how she described him on set. You know, she's like, you could have fun. He was kind of like your dad. You can have fun, but he you know, He expected you to do what you needed to do, so he was very laid back. and It was just cool just listening to her, her reminisce and, you know, just speak highly of a man. He was kind of like a gentle giant type. He definitely got that vibe, and, you know, it. it you kind of hope, like, oh, man, like, could Lethal Weapon 5, could it have been something special? Had it actually been made and maybe, you know, when the time is right and maybe it does get made by maybe he had the script. I don't know how far along it was, but it seemed to be something he was very into doing and passionate about and wanted to do. Like it, it seems like something that was on his you know priority list pretty high. So,
0: yeah, I hope someone does if the story is good and everyone is involved, who's involved, still wants to do it. I do hope it gets made uh, just because. It sounded like you said, like it was something that like he really wanted to do. But the article is just awesome and reinforces a lot of the things we've heard about Donner um, from other actors. So it was cool. And it was just cool to see Renee Russo now has become a producer herself. She's made movies herself. She's been a director. Yeah, so it, was, a it big was
1: part of her career.
0: Right. So it was cool to see how her career got started and how, hey, it all takes sometimes as one person to believe in you
1: yeah and it's funny because like i was like man oh that's right she she pops up in lethal weapon three and she's only in lethal Weapon* four and it's like those movies it just <laughs> i was like oh man it makes it, it they're so good and the cast is so like close and it makes you, you know, you're like oh they weren't together from the beginning like it just feels like they were and i know that uh, just speaks to donner as a to cast and the right people and how much they enjoyed it and how, and it's, it's the atmosphere he created and
0: it's just I'm, nice,
1: especially now that he has passed, just to reminisce about how great he really was.
0: I know. So, check that out, guys. If you want to check that article out, it's in Variety. So, if you want to give that a read, go ahead. It's a very good read. It's a it's makes you it's kind of a feel good story. It makes you feel real good uh, reading something like that. Speaking sticking in Variety, we had another article come out. This one has to do with Jungle Cruise director Yaume Colet-Serra, who, as we know, will also be directing Black Adam. Uh, the article goes in on how uh, he has a relationship, obviously, with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, who, as we know, will be playing Black Adam and who also stars in Jungle Cruise. So did you just say, OK? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so, okay, OK, yeah, I agree.
1: I'm like, yeah, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm like, Jungle Cruise is hot. Like, I'm I, I'm more pumped for Jungle Cruise than I am Black Widow.
0: Uh, I am not. Uh, to say it's been obviously this is a ride, Jungle Cruise is a ride from Disneyland. And as we have seen with Pirates of the Caribbean, which which launched a tremendous franchise, um, I think they're hoping the same happens here.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, you got The Rock, you got the guy who's directing Black Adam, you have Black Adam himself. Like, I'm excited. If Jungle Cruise is a hit, I've got nothing but high expectations for Black Adam, to be brutally honest.
0: Well, I have high expectations anyway, uh, regardless of whether, whether it's a hit or not. Uh, I just, from everything I've seen so far, the, the, what we've seen, I have very high expectations for that film. But, uh, it was a cool article which tells you about their relationship. Um, and how he goes from directing Jungle Cruise with, with, um, The Rock in it, where he's very much, it's a comedy and much more along those lines. And then having to flip it and get Dwayne Johnson's it's dark true. side. Right. Dark side to come out when he plays Black Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> Not Oxus, no. Actually, actually, I still not sure how to say it Uxus. Uxus.
1: Uxus. Okay, I'm
0: sorry, my fault.
1: Uxus. Yes. Say the same with Uxus. Uxus.
0: Okay. Uxus. Uxus. Got, Got it. Uxus. So the good thing, obviously, which we knew as well, this movie as Black Adam is already wrapped. Um. So it was yes. cool to kind of get an article, you know, talking about how the shoot went. Um. And this is the quote directly from um, from Sarah. He says, having just done a romantic comedy adventure where Dwayne the Rock is very light, I was re- really attracted to getting the dark version of Dwayne. Basically okay, well, turning oh. him into Clint Eastwood in a Western, I was like, you're the, kind of the dirty Harry of superheroes, he says. I didn't have to convince people that I was right for this one in the same way that I did for Jungle Cruise. So his relationship there, obviously, with Dwayne Johnson has gotten him...
1: First of all, the Rock needs to like win people over. He's the Rock. No, no, not not the Rock.
0: Um, oh, Sarah, oh, the director. Okay, yes, I was like, Sarah. There? Yes, the director himself. So he's. He, it's funny. He goes on to say that he's done things with Liam Neeson, and that didn't get him. <laughs> that didn't That's open too many doors for him, but do, working with the Rock did. It's just a. It's a cool article, guys, to see the little insight into the director, and to where black. What he had to do. Um, to get the most out of Dwayne. Yeah.
1: I'm really hyped for this Jungle Cruise movie, dude.
0: Well, you're on your own there. Uh, it just not... looks like
1: fun. Like, I saw all those commercials during the NBA playoffs, and I was like, okay, this is
0: kind of interesting. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Switching gears a little bit, uh, I'm a huge fan of the show South Park. I'm sure you are too, Pete. Uh, it's been how many years now? Wow. I don't Definitely 20 over 20. Something. I was in college when it came out, so it's definitely uh, it's over that twenty years. My
1: day, I was the king of Long Island.
0: <laughs> but um, so there is a restaurant on the show called Casa Bonita, and it's actually a real restaurant in Colorado. And it was apparently was going to go out of business; they were filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. But the creators of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, sir." We don't agree. We don't think that should happen. And they're actually in the process of trying to buy the restaurant. It's a restaurant, Mexican restaurant, obviously, just by the name, you can kind of tell that. Um, they say if they do buy it, they plan on putting a lot more South Park theme into the restaurant. So, uh, Pete, when you read this, I thought it was a really cool uh Cool, thing. Oh, I'm so
1: excited. Casa Bonita, Casa Bonita. I love that episode. <laughs> I love South Park. I'm this is now a tourist destination, right? This is somewhere I'm gonna go. Um, I already want to go to Colorado, there's lots of things to do in Colorado. The Colorado,
0: yeah, Rockies. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to listen. In. my friend Connor lives out there. And yeah, that's true. So, Colorado is nice, and I want to go out there. And this gives me more reason to go to Colorado, and I just love Casa Bonita. Like it's it's one of the best episodes
0: they've ever done. It is. So. It's a very, It's one of the. It is one of the funniest. I didn't episodes. know it was a
1: real place. I thought it was. All, I thought it was all made up. But this is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I didn't either. So it's just cool. Like they. Every time I've seen both these guys, they seem like they're really cool guys, um, who really like just like can't believe they're in the position they're in. Um. Yeah. So it's cool to when you when you read something like this, and yeah, if definitely if this happens. Colorado. When I go to Colorado, I will definitely go to Casa Bonita. I think it'll be fun. Totally I'm there. All right. Moving right along, there was an article on Collider talking about the new Predator movie, uh, which I actually forgot was even coming out.
1: <laughs> Nobody really knew about it, dude. Like it was—it's <laughs> kind of been under the—it's been really under the radar. Really kept under wraps.
0: Right. So under so, the wraps that they—they
1: they mentioned they were. They kind of had this in the works while Shane Black was doing pr- The Predator. Okay. Really crazy stuff. So I'm sure Fox was a mess before it got sold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely believe that one. I'm sure it was a mess. So we have a title for it, though. We actually have a title, which the article tells us will be called Skull, which I think is a weird
1: title. Should just be—it's. I'm sure it's Predator in the Skull
0: or something. I'm sure. But man, and I'm thinking, well, maybe that's just a. Well, Harley title. Quinn. This
1: like it's like it's Predator, so you better get Predator. Really, you know, <laughs> no, I'm being brutally honest. You know, like you're right. Don't we'll do that. Like, just don't try to be too fancy. Don't try to, you know, overthink it. Just it is what it is. It's a Predator. <laughs> it's
0: it is. Right. Like I, I agree with you. You're gonna if they don't attach, you to know, it like, somehow, be like be like, let's
1: call BVS Son of Sun and Night of
0: Night. Like, no, what the hell are you thinking? oh boy anyway uh, <laughs> the article also goes on to tell us that this film will star a female hero which is common nowadays which is fine let's let's get female led led films um but he goes on to say the director sorry dan trachtenberg will be directing this film and he goes on to say that it goes back to what made the original predator movie work it's the ing- ingenuity of a human being who won't give up who's able to observe and interpret basically being able to beat a stronger, more powerful, well-armed force. It actually has more akin to The Revenant than it does any film in the Predator canon.
1: That really yeah. stuck out to me right there. So it's a yeah. survival-type thing. You right. could see the, the the relationship to where it leans to the order of the movie. Um, it's pretty much bared down to basics. It's, it's you know, it, it, man versus alien, right, or woman versus alien. Right. Um, you know, it, it, it's just, it, it is. It's stri- they stripped it down to its core. And uh, I think that'll be really interesting. It, they say it's early. So, like, I expect this to kind of be like, I don't know, B.C. Like, I, I don't know. I'm expecting something, like, pretty much in that time frame.
0: I, I think that'll be very interesting. And just to correct myself, I said that this was these were Dan Trachtenberg's comments. They're not their producer. John Davis is coming. So, I just wanted to correct myself. Not giving anyone the wrong. Liar! <laughs> Crediting the wrong people. lies. So... He Davis also goes on to praise um, how perfect the original Predator movie is, which Damn you right. know when I, I saw this movie, obviously um, it's an eighties film, and I saw this movie when I was young. So I remember at the time when I first saw it, I would never have called it perfect.
1: <laughs> I I do. I've been loved. This movie's been like a, but, one of my favorite all timers.
0: Yeah, since the moment I've seen it. The original, it, the original Predator film is very eight, like it's it's completely eighties. Uh, obviously you have Arnold, you have Carl Weathers, like it's, it's definitely an eighties movie, but, um, I would never have called it perfect. I don't know. I do. I mean, obviously I love it. Right. Yes. Yes. And it's the best of all of them. Like by far. Oh yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, guys, so we actually have a title. As I said, it's called Skull. And now... For now.
1: I yeah. I'm going to go with for now.
0: For now. And if you guys want to check this out, this article is in Collider. So if you guys want to check that out, uh, give that'll go give that a read. We got some really cool news yesterday. Uh, what is it? And I'm really hoping it happens because when i first saw it i'm like oh it's happening and then i read it and it's just talks so we we got a, we got news yesterday that jk simmons who played commissioner gordon of course in justice league he will be um jj jk simmons is in talks to return for the background movie which will as we spoke on last podcast star leslie grace from in the heights
1: yep yep yep,
0: yep. so I, again, like when I first saw it, I'm like, "Oh, he's definitely coming back." And then I read it's just conversations. So I think we all loved his performance, and we all said we didn't get I enough mean, of it, it. It was great for the 30 seconds he was in the movie, <laughs> exactly. <both versions. laughs> exactly. So I hope this happens, and I, I'm pretty sure you do too, Pete. But if it does, what do you do? You think that signals anything? Um, I think it
1: signals contract obligations. To be being <laughs> honest. Um, I think this is cool because like, first of all, they're, I mean, I don't know if it's connected and uh, I know it's a big thing for some people. But we'll find out if it's connected when we watch it. And if it is great, if it isn't, I don't know. This could very similar just be, you know, J, J- Jonah Jameson 2.0.
0: Yeah. Right. Like he you're could right.
1: Just be playing J- Jonah or in this case, Gordo different universe. He could look slightly different because we know the casting calling out for both Batgirl and Gordo. Mm-hmm. So they were looking and they were probably like, well, we have JJ under obligations and the directors are probably like, yeah, that dude's a badass actor. Let's get him. <laughs> you know? Right. I'm sure it's not difficult to twist around to work with the guy. So I, and it's just kind of like, okay, let's see if we can make this work. And if they're like, I don't think JK honestly cares if it can, if it connects or not. I think he's just an actor. So like, I, again, I think fans can speculate in whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to see this thing. So, Right. Like, I think if, that if you, in the theater, or the if you want,
0: you can kind of piece it together with what we know is going to happen in the Flash film. Um, you can kind of piece together in your head what it could mean. I'm not going to go there. But if you want to go down that avenue, that avenue is there for you to go down. Um,
1: I mean, okay.
0: Right. Like, if you want to, if you want to, in your head canon, I keep bringing that's the second time I've used that phrase. But in your head canon, if you want to connect those dots, you can. Like I think that I think and I think that's fine. Uh, I just love this guy as an actor period. Yeah, in um, everything. I, yep. I, I, I mean the first time I saw him was on Oz. Yeah. Uh, as as Vern Schillinger. Hey, he's great in Terminator Genesis. <laughs> I forgot he was in that. So you just said that. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But I mean obviously he won an Oscar for the um, Whiplash, the movie with I'm forgetting the actor's name right now, Miles Teller. That's it.
1: Miles Teller. Yeah. Mr. Fantastic.
0: Yes. So we have, um, we know how good he is as an actor. So anytime we could get him in anything, I'm like, yeah, let's, let's get it. So, it
1: out. so we'll see.
0: This was really cool news though. And I do hope it happens and I hope we get to see him, but I agree with you. Like you said, he, he signed on for three films. This is probably just like, well, we have him, Let's use them. So, But uh, again, awesomely cool news. So we also got news of something else. I'm not sure if it was, he's, It was yesterday, right? I believe so. Yes, yesterday we got news. Now, a friend of ours, a friend of the program... uh, A
1: friend of S.O.G., so that's a FOSOG?
0: He is a very, very big fan of this film. And, excuse me, now we're getting word that it might become a series. And, of course, I'm talking about Waterworld. Da, 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 da. And Ryan Haas. Da, 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 da. So yeah, so a report in Deadline came out saying that there's a water well, Water World. Blah, 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 I can't talk. A Water World TV series in the works with Dan Trachtenberg, who I just said is directing the Predator film, <laughs> to direct the Water World follow-up. Making um, moves. Yes, and there's no there's no word on if Kevin Costner is obviously going to be returning. We really there's really not a lot to go on behind what we just know that there's they're in talks. So what do you think, Pete? I know we all we know Ryan Haas is very happy in our Dude, chat. I don't think I've episode, ever
1: seen Waterworld. I put this in the rundown just for Ryan.
0: So you've never I've, seen it. I don't think I've ever seen Waterworld. I just
1: I. I I don't know anything really about it except for Ryan's love.
0: <laughs> well, I'll say this: I saw it in the movie theater.
1: Doesn't most of it take place not in the water?
0: Well, budgetary reasons, I'm sure.
1: But it's like the finale doesn't. Place, it? oh. <laughs>
0: but it's a um. It's again, it's a post post kind of a post apocalyptic. I can't talk. Apocalyptic. Yes, thank you. Film. Um, The story is that the both polar ice caps have melted, so the water level has risen twenty five thousand feet, and you have these people now who have adapted, and they have adapted to living under the water. Atlanteans. Yes, the movie starred originally starred um, Dennis Hopper and Gene Triplehorn, and obviously those were two two pretty um pretty famous actors there. And for me, I was not a fan. I saw it in the theaters. I remember when it came out, it was kind of like, eh, okay, whatever.
1: Thankfully, we have Aquaman now. So <laughs>
0: yeah. After. So I was not a huge fan of it. But I do think you should see it, Pete. I think it's worth watching. Uh, so if you ever get a chance, I'm, sh- I'm sure Haas could give it to you in every format it's ever come out in.
1: LaserDisc. So
0: if you, I'm Water sure if you lasers. ask him, he will definitely send it to I you. I want to
1: watch Waterworld on LaserDisc.
0: <laughs> maybe you and him should do a podcast of a live what's it called a live viewing of it you guys could or a live show live stream of just watching it and talking maybe, about it maybe. See the people I think there. that might be fun but so since you've never seen the film it's kind of hard to know if you'd want to see a I'm curious just because it's I know so much about Waterworld but I
1: never saw the movie you know it's like one of those things yeah it's it's a very mythological
0: it's something I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I don't want to. I don't want to crap on it too much because Ryan likes it, so I let him enjoy he, it. He it. Although we, I do get my shots in from time to time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I really, I really <laughs> have you ever actually seen it? Long. So,
0: but yeah. So guys, if you are fans of Waterworld, I suggest you reach out to Ryan Haas because you guys probably have. I, would you think Reno would like this? I probably not. Really? Okay. Probably not. I don't think it's his kind of a, his kind yeah, of a thing. It's also but like weird things. I don't know. He's it's one great. of the, it's one of those Kevin Costner vehicles that are kind of like, mm, like say like dancing with wolves, right? That's a, a movie that everyone loves. It's, it's considered a great film, but it's very, very long. Like it's an extremely long movie.
1: That's how I feel about like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Everyone loves it, but it's
0: so long. <laughs> I don't know if everyone loves it, but it's a very, very long film. So, like, this kind of goes into that that vein. Like, Kevin Costner makes a lot of good films, and films that people might think are good, but for me, uh, an average fan, they're eh. like they're just kind of okay. I don't know. That's my own opinion How's on Costner. Huh? Oh, he's a he's a great actor. Like. I mean, he has to be in a certain lane, but when he's in that lane, he's he's good. He's been in a lot of things, as we know. So.
1: Yeah, Man of Steel. That's true. All right, he, so to close BV, the show. He was in BVS. He was. Greatest movie all time. Oh, Jesus.
0: Moving right man. along, and to Later. close the show. The, I think the biggest story that we got, um, we've had since our last show is actually also came out yesterday. We got word that Scarlett Johansson was filing a lawsuit against Disney over releasing Black Widow on Disney Plus, basically. And the whole story goes in her con she's she's suing them for breach of contract because in her contract it said that she was promised a exclusive theatrical release. So and because of the pandemic obviously Disney wanted to Disney kept pushing it back, pushing it back. So in their in their mind and in, in her mind, she's saying, Well, why couldn't you have done that again to ensure it don't got an only theatrical release? And so Disney came back at her and they said, There is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn an additional compensation on top of the $20 million she has received to date. So, so she's
1: saying she didn't get enough money from her, her deal because of Disney Plus, and it was not exclusively in theaters. Is that a gripe?
0: I think her, yeah, but her gripe is also that they're using, they use the film to prop up Disney Plus.
1: And she wants to cut it out.
0: Yeah, and she feels like she should be compensated more for it.
1: I don't like, know. That's, like, how can you go up against a corporation like Disney? Like, their the amount of money they get thrown at attorneys, which
0: is endless. I mean, good luck. I mean, you know, but I, see, I can kind of see her point in a way. Well, I get it.
1: I wonder how much money she and thinks she's entitled to.
0: Well, I mean, they're saying that they paid her the twenty million already for the film. To me, I think that would be enough. I don't know <laughs> but again, obviously I'm not a movie star. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm not a movie star. Yeah, but you know the business works. I don't have access. Well, yes. I you know, I kinda and I have a legal um pass, so I kind of when these stories come out I'm always interested to read, okay, what's the complaint? What's she not what she like
1: one of Ray Lewis's interns? No. For that court. No. Like, no, no. You an intern for that guy?
0: Oh, boy. Here were. we
1: go. I, I thought it was. Right? Don't hide. It was a high profile case. You should be proud of your work.
0: Yeah, I wasn't involved. You're <laughs> <He's> so <laughs> modest. <laughs> so the article goes on to talk about Warner Brothers, right? Because Warner Brothers obviously this year decided okay, we're going to release both in theater and streaming at the same time. And we know that they had come to an agreement with their talent to pay them, um, to kind of cover what would have happened possibly if the films just had a theatrical. Right? Release. Didn't
1: they have like beef with Gal Gadot? Though didn't Gal have issues with that early on? Yes, too? and
0: they won. Yeah. Gal, the the talent won. Um, it was Patty Jenkins had uh, Gal Gadot, Will Smith. They all were part of it, and they won. Like they basically won their case. That's right, Big Release Town. So. It's kind of like, I don't know. I kind-
1: I, I, here's the thing. I don't think anyone's really trying to cheat you. I just think it's unprecedented times and things are different and some things slipped through the cracks and you know, you weren't used to negotiating things like this. And I'm sure if you, I'm sure you could find a loophole in some sort of jargon somewhere in a contract and say you were cheated out of some money to be brutally honest. And I just, if you, if you really think that they cheated out of money, then you're entitled to
0: file your complaint and do your thing. But
1: I don't know. Like I just, I don't think anyone's really forcefully trying to steal money from somebody else.
0: Right. I mean I don't I I agree with you. Like I think you're damn this, right. these are extenuating circumstances and you kind of have to understand the market you're in. Mm-hmm. Um to be fair, and I'll say this, to be fair, Disney did push the release back plenty of Universe times. times.
1: Right? They tried, man. They tried. they I I I would like to think they did it until they couldn't do it anymore to be honest. And that goes for everyone involved, all these studios.
0: Right. You know? There was an I article bet,
1: I bet you if Sony had its own uh streaming service, we would have seen Venom by now.
0: Possibly. There was another article today in Forbes by Scott Mendelson, kind of talking about um how and his his term was Black Widow kind of was the sacrificial lamb, so Hawkeye could could thrive. And it's kind of an interesting way to put it, but he's saying that because they didn't want Disney didn't want and Marvel didn't want to start their Phase Four shows um at before Black Widow was seen. That that's why this happened. Like that's why we got to this point, and that's why they did what they did.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm sure they did it until they had to. You know, like you just. Push came to shove. Yep. Right. Okay. I'm sure you've been there. I mean, numerous times you've been, you know, trying to achieve your magical feats of greatness. <laughs> sometimes you just you know you, you don't have enough in the tank, but you push harder, Eric. Like nobody stops you. You just keep going. You're a champion.
0: Let's not, go, Hoffman. Not go. sure I understand the rela- the, the relevance. Go. Or not sure I understand the connection, but hey, if that's what you keep feel, pushing. That's that's fun. you're a champion. This was also this is also a Marvel film though. Like when you think about it, Marvel films usually they come out and they're boom hits. Like even yeah, if they're not that good, in, Guardians of the still, Galaxy two. Bro, we're um, still
1: like just in weird times. Like you're like two years away from things being
0: considered Marvel. Uh, we hope. you, yeah. but that's a whole other topic for a whole other show.
1: But that's what I'm saying. Like you don't know. Like it's like they were like. MCU's first failed film The Black Widow I'm like give me a break <laughs> It's like if this movie came out two years ago It makes a billion Shut up
0: If the movie came out eight years ago When it should have come out Because why they took so long to release her solo film I still have no idea I don't know I don't But know. it's just an interesting story And this is not the last time we're going to hear this No this, this is, is not, not
1: going down
0: It's not going away We're going to hear about this more and more from other people of other actors What did you say? Accountability over entertainment. (laughs) Yes, accountability over entertainment. Disney's got to be held accountable. That's that's it. That's it. That's just how it goes. We have to. agree. You know, you have you have to protect your talent. You do. No one go. No one goes to the movies to just watch a blank screen. (laughs) So you kind of have to protect your talent. And uh, I hope this gets resolved amicably. I really do. I I hope this is not some long drawn out thing where, you know, there's a lot of backbiting and fighting going back and forth. I think it's going to take a while. But as is everything in life, as I always say, whenever you hear something like this, you always follow the money, right? Follow the money. Show me the money. Show me. We'll the money. get. That's where you will find the root of the cause. My always money's put. on the champion of Long
1: Island, Eric Holzman.
0: Oh always put your money on me. Always at put least, your
1: money on Holzman.
0: At least I'll give it an honest effort. Always
1: Finally, thirty-three. Come yes, see right. me, Eric Holzman. Where you shit? Oh Jesus! Oh
0: Jesus! And on that note, I think we can close this one out. So, Pete, tell everyone where they can find you.
1: E- you could find me on social media it's everywhere where your uh, little app will take you at pete illustrator that's twitter instagram and Zack snyder's favorite bureau you could follow our show this show you're listening to right here straight out of gotham at straight underscore o underscore g on both instagram and twitter check out our facebook group check out our facebook page we'd love to interact with you um, check out me on BatmanOnFilm.com. I have toy reviews. I have interviews. Check me out on Batman on Film YouTube. I've got toy reviews. I've got interviews. I've got comic book reviews everywhere. Uh, check out Italians for Spidey uh, with me and the Caruso's. We do. We just recorded an episode the other day. We're going to do uh, some theatrical uh, music from Spider-Man movies, uh, the live-action stuff, as well as uh, the recent uh, Chameleon Conspiracy. Check out at Team Yellow Oval as we uh, just celebrate the return of Keaton on the oval to the silver screen. And uh, I think that's it. Does it qualify as everything? Sure, I believe it does. Eric, why don't you take it away, you sulturally wonderful human being.
0: <laughs> you guys you can find us. me, as always, on Twitter at Finally33, 33, 33, finale 33 also on Instagram. As Pete mentioned, check us out on Facebook. We are there. We are all over the place. We are on Instagram. We are Twitter, we
1: are on just Grindelar.
0: Everywhere can find us. Oh, I also today, um, I tweeted out a Spotify card with our show. So if you guys see that roaming around on Twitter and the Twitter sphere, you see it. Ooh. That's something that they're offering us now to be able to help promote our Ooh. our shows. So you guys can check that out there. Also pay attention, we will be announcing hopefully soon a review of the Suicide Squad. Hopefully we can Not get
1: sure to the next iceberg. Man.
0: Yeah, Iceberg Lounge. Um, I think that's what we're, gonna, we're we're aiming for, so we're going to try and do that. If you are a fellow podcaster out there and you listen to us and you want to be a part of the Iceberg Lounge, hit either Peter me up, Pete or I up. Sorry, yeah. And great. you, we can we'll talk about it. We'll get you set up because we'd love to bring more people of the around the community into the into the fold of the Iceberg Lounge. I think that is all. So for Peter Vera, I am Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Out of Gotham. And we'll see you next time. Booyah!